Welcome to the Inspired Focus Podcast, where we dive deep into the realm of following your soul's calling and making an impact in the world. I'm your host, Jamie O'Connor, and I'm here to share my wisdom and insights, as well as interview remarkable individuals who are doing transformative and impactful work. Are you yearning to align your life with your true purpose? Are you searching for that inner spark to ignite your journey towards making a meaningful difference? Well, you're in the right place. On this podcast, we explore the power of inspired focus, the kind of focus that comes from within, fueled by whispers of your soul. Each week, we'll delve into captivating conversation with extraordinary individuals who have listened to their inner voice and followed their calling. We'll uncover their stories, the challenges they face, and the lessons they learned along the way. From entrepreneurs and artists to healers and changemakers, these guests will inspire you to embark on your own path of purpose and impact. But that's not all. In addition to these compelling interviews, I'll be sharing my own insights and guidance, drawing from my years of experience in personal growth, building businesses, and guiding powerful women to unlock their potential and create positive change. I'll offer practical tips, tools, and strategies to help you navigate your journey, unleash your authentic voice, and tap into the shamanic realms within. So get ready to ignite your passion, embrace your purpose, and step into your fullest potential. The Inspired Focus Podcast is here to support you every step of the way. This is the Inspired Focus Podcast, and I am your host, Jamie O'Connor. Oh my gosh, this episode with Emily Wilcox is so incredible. She is a spitfire with so much knowledge around building seven-figure businesses. She has an e-commerce business, an agency, and she does coaching, which is so incredible. We talk about so much of the experience of building businesses and what are some of those blocks and ex- and places that get in your way when you're going through that and how to tap into the spiritual journey as a business owner that is not a spiritual business owner, but a tangible on the ground business. I am so excited for you guys to listen to it. It is an amazing episode. Also a reminder, I have recently launched my breathwork membership, which is a monthly breathwork experience, super transformational, allows you to release some major things, get through those blocks and be able to take on the next level for yourself. Truly one of the most transformational experiences I've ever done. And I'm so glad to guide and facilitate in it. You can learn more about how to join me on our monthly breathwork at breathwork.inspirefocus.co. You can join for $47 a class or join the membership for $27 a month right now. I can't guarantee how long that pricing is going to be there. So check it out and come join me. Also, we have spots available for Flourish Baja, which is happening May 21st through the 26th. Coming up in just a few more months, I guess five months, but this is the time to sign up because I do have a five-part payment plan that would allow you to make those payments over the next five months. 
It is truly for the person who wants to step into their next level of self-authored leadership, define success on your terms, and truly be able to enjoy a rest and respite while really learning to embody your purpose. I would love, love, love to have you there with me. And don't forget, I do have new pricing. So please check it out at flourishbaha.com. And now here's your episode with Emily Wilcox. Welcome to the Inspired Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie O'Connor. And I'm really excited for you guys to meet my guests today. I was introduced to Emily about a year ago. I don't even know. The magic of the internet introduced me to her and brought me into her world. And I have been so impressed by her journey. It is one that is a few steps ahead of me and has so much wisdom in it. And there is so much to learn from her and her experiences. She has built two seven-figure businesses, an e-commerce business, as well as an Amazon agency, and has now stepped into really guiding women especially in their journeys, healing their money wounds and being a business mentor for them to step fully into what is possible for them in their life. And I am just excited to see where this conversation goes today. I know I will get so much out of it and I hope everyone who is listening will as well. So Emily, welcome. Let's dive in. Yes, thank you for being thank here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm I am excited to talk about this because I know that money, money wounds, the energy of money is something that really goes deep with everyone, really, in on the planet, but especially as driven female women entrepreneurs. We hold a lot around this. We do. And there's a lot to dive into. Absolutely. And I think, you know, both being agency owners and and really just like entrepreneurs, it's where all your money stuff comes up and out. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I think sometimes we go through life thinking we don't really have that much money stuff because we're collecting a paycheck and, you know, we're slowly building our 401k and we're saving for the down payment on the house and everything falls in line with the normal narrative. And as soon as you step into entrepreneurship, my experience has been like all the stuff you've been projecting on money, like fear of abandonment, worthiness. Um, am I still good? Will I risk my belonging? How much is too much? Like it all comes up and out. Absolutely. It is so true. I have spoken to this before about how stepping into entrepreneurship rips away the safety net that we have been told that we're supposed to have. And one of the biggest things that comes up from that is the money wounds and the energy of money and our safety fears and all of the things that come up around it. Yeah, absolutely. So I really see it as such a gift. And, you know, I think money is such a great carrot for personal development. You know, Mm -hmm. I think often like if we're just dangling the carrot of like more joy, 
And we're like, look, you know, you're going to have to really re-examine your childhood. You're going to have to feel the things that you stuffed down. It's going to feel like this disintegration process. But at the end of it, you get a little bit more joy. I actually think a lot of people would be like, meh, I'm good. Like, I've got enough joy in my life. But it's like as soon as you dangle the carrot of money, people are like, okay, cool. Like, let's do the really hard thing. And so I need to do. Yeah. So I'm thankful that money like plays that role for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'd love to hear. I mean, you had built two very successful businesses already when you started down this path of serving women in this way. Yeah. What happened? Like, what was what was the turning point that made you be like, oh my God, I need this. It's too big for me not to share. Mm. Yeah. You know, I mean, I had been a client of many coaches over the years. So I had benefited tremendously from the coaching industry, never thinking that those roles would would reverse. I never thought that like the agency or the e-commerce business for that matter were like the thing I was going to do for my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think some people have that. I always knew like this isn't going to be forever, but it felt like the right thing in that season. And it felt like, okay, like I'm in this school of agency building and I'm falling in love with developing myself, developing team, learning how to hire, learning how to build culture, putting in place SOP, like all the things. And it was like, this is so great. And like, I wonder where this will take me. And so I just tried to have that like curiosity and and receptivity. In December of 2020, I was doing my kind of visioning work for the new year and set the intention that I really wanted to be so more soul led in 2021. And so my my prayer before my daily meditations had been speak and I will listen, lead and I will follow. And that was really my ask of my higher self was like you lead the way. You let me know what we're supposed to be doing and I am here for it. Like I will take the marching orders. And so then a few weeks later, we're in Sedona and I'm getting this like shamanic massage. The massage was fantastic. And then towards the end of it, she starts kind of trying to tap in and channel some things. And frankly, the things she was saying did not land for me. I was like, oh no, I should have just booked the massage. Like this part's bad. <laughs> but then I, I felt this thought drop into my mind that was, you need to take four weeks away from work. And I was the CEO of our agency at the time. And I was like, oh, that sounds terrible. So I just like sat with it, hoping that that thought would go away over time. Because the idea of like telling my husband, telling my business partner that like, hey, you know, we've just been off for two weeks for the holidays and it's January. And as much as I want to hit the ground running, I'm actually just going to totally unplug. But there was a persistence and I felt like, you know, I it's... It's not fair for me to say, speak and I will listen, lead and I will follow, and then say, but not that. And I actually got the clarification that it was six weeks, not four. And so it felt like a birth, which I know you'll appreciate as you're preparing for another childbirth. (laughs) I was like, it's inconvenient. Like, you really have to clear your schedule. Like it or not, when when baby is ready, like, that's the way it's going to be. 
And Mm -hmm. having gone through it before and and you having gone through it before, you also realize like life goes on. You know, we think we're so freaking important and like no one can do anything without us. And yet somehow like life goes on. Yeah. And so that was basically the analogy that I used. And I took a big step away. I like logged out of Slack. I'm like, I'll check email a couple times a week. And it feels like something wants to be birthed. I fully thought that what wanted to come through was something around growing the agency. And what really came through were a lot of ways in which the agency needed to run without me. So promoting this person to an ops manager, getting this financial system in place. And as the six weeks were going by, I thought I was going to feel like this itch to really get back into it. And what actually happened is I was feeling more and more dissociated and not wanting to go back. I'm like, okay, so then what am I meant to be doing? And it was like Mm. coaching. I'm like, coaching? Okay. Well, what am I – well, like on what? What topic? I was like, you know, and and, and in hindsight, this all sounds so buttoned up. But of course, it's like – Yeah, that's actually the journey. (laughs) But finally, it was like, I think it's supposed to be money. And of course, I was like – ah, I don't feel qualified for that at all. Like that feels like an area of my life where I never measure up the way that I want to. And I never quite feel like I have enough and I never quite feel as safe with it as I want to be and like all of these things. But I was willing. And so I just started kind of putting one foot in front of the other. And I think that's like the really beautiful thing with co-creation is that in our willingness, like everything else comes forward. And, you know, now it's been a year and a half and I'm like, yeah, of course I coach on money. Of course I'm a business mentor. Like it just feels like the most obvious thing. Totally. I mean, I relate to your entire (laughs) journey so much. Yeah. And how that all went about. I think the ability to listen, the ability to hear the intuition and be like, okay, and have that trust, have that faith, have the willingness to take the risk is such an important piece of the lesson, the journey that you experience. And you actually related it to birth and motherhood. And that to me is such a direct correlation. Of course, I'm in it right now. But as business owners, as female business owners too, the correlation is so deep. And our ability to build businesses that allow us to be in the energy of being very soul-led is so much greater because of the connection of motherhood, I believe. Like, I think there is such a direct line there because of our ability to do that, to, to burst something, to go through the, the dark parts, the listening, the all of the parts that we kind of biologically, internally, naturally have. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I mean, motherhood has been such a gift for so many reasons, but both of our businesses, the e-commerce brand and the agency really, really were birthed at the same time as Mm -hmm. each of our kids. And I don't, that's not a coincidence. I really believe that, you know, this creative portal and, you know, this real connection with divine mother and source is like extra available to us when 
when we are in the birthing process. Being in it right now, I can say for sure that's true, but I've seen clients do it too. And that is that is a truly amazing piece of it. I think one of the things that's, that's interesting that I think I'd love to deepen into is kind of the process of deciding to make that step, to take to take the leap and be willing to start coaching in an area that you clearly on a deeper level intuitively know and know how to guide people and still had work around it yourself yeah to explore and deepen into as i think we all continuously do in whatever yeah. work we are mentoring in and teaching in but like the process of that and how that went hand in hand yeah well i will say and i think this often doesn't get talked about enough but because i had other streams of income it really gave me the feelings of safety and stability and support. And so that there wasn't so much pressure. In fact, there wasn't any pressure on my coaching business. And that is such a gift. I think, unfortunately, I've seen women rely too much on the messaging of like leap and the net will appear. And it's like, Yeah. And also sometimes you leap and you fall on your face because your nervous system is so dysregulated without knowing where your next dollar is going to come from. And it's like when you actually examine the stories of most of the people that you look up to, you will see that they had some predictable money coming in, whether it was through a partner, whether it was like there's some way. And and that is not a bad thing. That is a gift to us and a gift to our nervous system. And so just I want to really acknowledge that because essentially I just got to become a student of the game. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, let me just figure this out. So I see other coaches running free master classes. Let me just run a free master class. And it was so scary to even, you know, like out myself on social media and say like, hey, I'm doing this and you're invited if you want to come to the point where, you know, I started a brand new Instagram account and didn't tell anybody about it because I just had to practice saying what I wanted to say without thinking about who was receiving it. Mm. So it was like I had never built my businesses on social media. I had never built a brand that revolved around me. So all of my stuff around visibility and using my voice and being controversial and, and, you know, being brave enough to go first with, you know, wanting there to be more talk and transparency around money meant like, okay, so are you going to talk about money? Are you going to be transparent about it? How about on Facebook where all your high school friends hang out and your parents and your (laughs) in-laws and... So like I just had to get brave and I wasn't worried about how that was going to turn into money because it didn't have to right away. And, you know, on the back end of of that masterclass, I made an invitation into a live program. Two people bought it for $333 each. Like if I had needed that money to cover anything, I would have been sorely disappointed Instead, I just got to celebrate it and be like, oh my gosh, like my coaching business isn't at zero anymore. Like, wow, these are the first people that said yes to working with me and just like celebrate the money. 
And then, you know, a month or two after that, I decided to open up like a spot for one-on-one coaching. And, you know, one of those two women who had bought my live program said, yeah, I want to coach with you one-on-one. And she became my first client. And it's like, it just was built from there one step at a time. And I will tell you, it felt slow. And this has been my experience with every business. And I don't know if it's just me, but it always feels slow in the building. And then I look back on it and I'm like, okay, so I brought in $100,000 cash in my first 12 months coaching. This year, 2022 is my first like full calendar year. It's a $200,000 cash year. It's so weird (laughs) because on the one hand, like it still feels like it's building kind of slow. And then on the other hand, I look at the numbers and I'm like, wow, how did I do all of this? This is so amazing. So I think totally. like letting that, letting like the two things be true. Yeah. Well, there's duality in that. And I, I am so happy you brought all of that up. I, you and I share, I think probably a very similar belief system. And I started my coaching the same way. I did not have to rely on coaching. Yeah. I have since decided to move on from my agency and it was the best decision for me and my movement and the way that I'm going. And I don't have to rely on my coaching income still because my husband's business is taking off. Yeah, It is good and it's growing and it feels really good. And I do totally agree. Oh my gosh. I agree so, so much in that I see so much actually damage done to women, people who have bought so much into that, take the huge leap of faith. Yeah. I experienced the damage from it in my e-commerce business eight years ago of this idea like I have to be all in and I can't do anything else and I have to like put it all into it. And I got into so much debt and I got, I, my nervous system was already not regulated. And then I went off a freaking cliff because I'm like, I had a lot of money wounds. I then needed to deal with afterwards about not contributing and not making me a failure and all of these pieces that were wound up in, in that experience. Yeah. And there are people who might be built for that, right? There are people out there that are built for jumping off the cliff and that's how they're going to make their money. And like their adrenaline rush from it is what serves them to make it happen. Most of my clients and most of the women I know, if they have a sense of safety, they can actually deepen into their purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I've I have clients that have had to undo this idea that they're not all in because <sighs> you know, because they still get money from a job. And it's like all in is not burning the boats, right? All in yes. is like, am I in on this business like for how long it takes? Like I'm just yes. in because I love it. So if it makes me, if it replaces my income this year or in five years, like I'm just showing up and doing my best every day because it's my soul work and that's mm-hmm. it. 
And I think the other piece of this that I experienced myself and I've seen my clients and other people experience is that it's really hard to find the thing, the fulfillment thing, the sole purpose thing, the the thing that you're going to wake up for every single day and be like, oh my God, I can't believe I get to do this. Yeah. If you are in a place of deep financial scarcity, it's really hard. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. And I think, you know, on the, on the topic of money, it's like money flows in the places where there's the least amount of resistance Mm -hmm. and we're naturally going to have less resistance to anything that's like a quote unquote day job. Like, okay, I have a million examples. Like everyone has collectively decided to believe that when you do this job, you're going to make this kind of money. Right. But it's like you go into a grocery store and tell 10 different people that you're a coach. And it's like probably half of them are going to think you coach like the local soccer team. Like they're going to have no idea if you make zero money or like how much money you should make. So it's natural that like when we go into entrepreneurship and we're not following like a very tried and true path, that there's going to be more resistance in the beginning because we just don't have as much belief that like, Oh, of course, everyone who sets out on this path, like calls themselves this and they make this much money and that's just a given. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's an excellent point. I've never really thought about that. Partly because I've been a cliff diver in the entrepreneurial space since a very young age. And I actually like almost had the opposite experience because I would take these like in between takes jobs that paid me way undervalued me, like way, 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 way undervalued me. And then I'd work there a year and a half and be like, I can't do this. I have to go do my own thing. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of always had the experience of like making more money on my own Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, than working for someone else. I'm basically unemployable. Let's be real. (laughs) Like I am unemployable. I learned a lot from working from other people However, it took a lot of failures, which then required nervous system regulation to get to the point where I could build businesses and build a six-figure business in my first year and do those things and repeat that. And the biggest mistakes I made were, were thinking I had to go all in financially. Yeah. And not energetically and not actually knowing there was a difference between mm, the two. Yes. I think that is gold right there and definitely not being talked about enough. Yeah. Yeah. There's such a huge – I can tell this story, right? I can tell this story of like losing all my money and then starting another business. I could tell it in a certain way that makes it right. sound like – But actually, the real story is I had to go back to work for nine to five and I had to like decide I wasn't going to quit my job until I doubled my salary. And I had to do those things and do the hustle and grind and work from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. and then go to the office from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and then work from 5 p.m. to 9. And I didn't have kids and I was super freaking fortunate that I could do that then, you know? Yeah. Those are the stories. And now again, I'm really fortunate that I could shut down my agency and that my husband can take on this period of time. And we have that sacred partnership that supports that while I build up this next phase of business. Yeah. Like 
those are the stories we don't hear about. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we're often in such a rush to mm. the, the finish line, like to when our business is making X amount of money or whatever. But when you think about it, the only time that we want to rush is when we're uncomfortable and we don't like what we're doing. You know, yes. can you imagine going to a Michelin star restaurant and eating the food as fast as possible? <laughs> like, oh my gosh. People would be like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just trying to go super fast so I can get done. You're like, what? Why? Like, did you taste, did you chew the food before you swallowed it or no? <laughs> So it's what a like, great analogy. Yes. yes. So when we're doing that in our business, it's really an invitation to ask ourselves, like, how can I enjoy the process more mm. and really, like, savor each part of the journey, mm. even if I'm also having to hold some discomfort, whether it's financial mm -hmm. discomfort or whatever. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. – the rushing is not serving me. So mm -hmm. wouldn't it be so much better if I get to look back on these years and this chapter fondly and and mm. like all of the beautiful memories that were made during that time? Yes, it's so true. And just like you said, I've had the same experience of looking back on like in the middle of it feeling like it's going so slow and then looking back and thinking, oh my gosh, I... I did that. Yeah. Whoa. Like I did that. That's amazing. <sighs> and it's, it's an interesting place to be. You and I both share one mentor. You, you're in the, the, in a little bit more of her world than I am, but that is, you know, has done significant amounts of money. And I yeah. think there's an interesting place to be where we can choose to surround ourselves with human beings doing something massive. Yeah. Financially or otherwise, be in that energy in inspiration while being super grounded and grateful for what we have created so far. And that that is a difficult space to hold. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's like the journey of entrepreneurship, right? Like this is, a, this is part of our refinement. And so I talk about it a lot as like mm. zooming in and zooming out. So it's like sometimes we have to zoom out and like reconnect to the bigger picture or our vision and like not get so caught up in the minutia and the details. And then sometimes when we zoom out too much, the big picture feels overwhelming or scary or mm. too big or too far away. And then it's like, we got to zoom back in until we get to a point where it's like, oh yeah, but I'm doing this thing right now. And this feels really good. And, and so I, I think it's, it's the same with mentorship, you know, being mentored by someone who's done 60 million lifetime when I've done 6 million lifetime. It's like, well, I get to choose does that, you know, does that make me feel small or does it make me feel powerful that I'm at the same table? Mm -hmm. And that that's just identity work. And it's a choice more yeah. than anything. But isn't identity work too, like such a core piece of, of the money wounds area? Yeah. When we really dig into it and we say, what's really going on? And yeah. where these blocks really exist. 
Yeah. Especially for women, there's so much around worthiness, so much around belonging, so much around fairness, so many good girl codes that are in play around money. Mm. Um, And, you know, we still hold a lot like just from an ancestral perspective too around not trusting ourselves with money wanting to abdicate that responsibility, feeling more comfortable being in our damsel in distress and (laughs) wanting our our white knight to just come in and save the day and figure it all out and take it all off our hands. And I really believe that, you know, those of us who have the dream of having big wealth right now, it's because like we've sort of collectively agreed to be here to be ushering in this new paradigm of conscious wealth. And because the old paradigm also still exists, I believe that there's this opportunity for us to like really be more brave and really paving the way and being able to see and feel and taste and touch what conscious wealth looks like and what it looks like for so many women to have a lot of wealth and how that changes our planet. And the reason I think it requires more bravery is because we we have to be willing to handle the projections of the old paradigm. And in this old paradigm, actually, it is easier to get to wealth in the old paradigm if you are greedier, if you are more cutthroat, if you don't care as much about other people. And and so in the new paradigm where we're saying like, I want to be really wealthy, I want to have millions and millions of dollars, like I really want this surplus, there are some people that are going to say, well, that's greedy. That's mm-hmm. you're taking away from others. Why do you need that much? And it's projections from the old paradigm onto the new. And we have to be willing to reconcile with that or we don't get to birth the new. Hmm. Hmm. There's so much reconciliation in all of this. There's the I, like one of the areas, and I'd love to hear if you see this in yourself and and in clients. One of the areas that I find a lot of duality and a lot of reconciliation work in for me is this push pull experience of that damsel in distress idea being this powerful entrepreneur, highly driven woman and like, Oh, that's really bad. Mm. Right. Yeah. And then also wanting to surrender into flow and surrender into like deeply feminine energy and trust that that's going to bring its own area and flow, but then, you know, that push pull between, well, if I do that, then am I the damsel? And, and, and that being this interesting energetic block that has to be reconciled in order to let the, the flow actually come in yeah, and experience it. And that's the old paradigm and the new paradigm. And us, I think for several generations now as women trying to figure out how we break out, how we get out of what that that message is that yeah. has been put upon us for so long. And I think we're seeing that shift consciously, energetically happen. Yeah. And healing that that piece of it. 
Yeah. To me, this is where, you know, we have to take things from a thought experiment into our own feeling and understanding and getting in touch with our feelings and our own inner authority. Because otherwise, these messages can seem very conflicting. And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, but if I'm surrendering, then am I the damsel in distress? I, I don't understand. It's like, you don't understand mm-hmm. because you're you're running a thought experiment. But mm-hmm. when you actually are are very in touch with your own feelings, it will become clear over time. It's nuanced and it might feel a little different inside of each of us. So it's like I'm not here to teach you how it feels in your body, but what I know through many ways of getting in touch with myself is I can feel the nuance of when when I'm in my damsel in distress. And it's like, I can try to pretend that it's me being a powerful CEO and delegating and whatever, but it's bullshit. Because what I actually know, because I can feel under the surface, is that I'm not wanting to delegate. I'm wanting to abdicate, which is very different. So it's like, I don't want to know anything about the topic. I don't want to learn. I'm scared that if I get involved that I won't make the right decision. So I just want to give it away to someone else. That's Mm -hmm. damsel in distress. Now, Mm. that feels very different in my body than being in, in trust and surrender and saying like, okay, I've taken some aligned action, I've given it my best, and now I I get to just let it unfold. Mm. And so I'm surrendering the outcome. I'm trusting that it's all happening for the highest good. That feels very different to me because the truth for me is that I often would actually want to stay involved. Like, oh, should I do more? And then it's mm-hmm. like my reminder to actually trust and surrender. Whereas when I'm mm-hmm. in my damsel in distress, I don't want to do more. I don't want to do anything. I just want someone else to just take care of it. And it's like this little girl energy of wanting to like, you know, hide in the closet and close my eyes and plug my ears and go la 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 and just hope that it all works out. <laughs> so it's, mm-hmm. it actually feels very different, even though on surface it could look the same. It could look like me not taking action. And that's why we have to be tapped into the feeling in order to understand the nuances of these different identities or these different divine feminine versus wounded feminine energies. Mm, Yes, I feel that so much. Like knowing and tapping in and getting that information internally is such a huge piece of it. There's just so much in in recognizing how we are actually in flow. And I one of the things, I mean, I certainly also I go more towards the wanting to step in and do more and do more and do more and do more. And that is actually far more of my wound. Like I go, I veer pretty hard. Well, not as much today. I was pointed out by my husband that I, I'm very much in flow most of the time these <laughs> days. But historically, before doing a lot of this deeper inner identity work, 
I veered very much to the wounded masculine side. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And that I like lived there. Uh, yeah, me too. There. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of driven women, that is actually a lot of the work is that yeah. piece and the unwillingness to surrender to divine masculine in whatever way yeah. that is, even if it is we're creating the structures like you. I mean, going back to your story at the beginning of the downloads you got of what needed to be created, that was seriously divine masculine energy. Yes. Totally. Yeah, because, like, <laughs> anyone listening, I mean, you're probably familiar with this terminology because you use it, but it's like we sure. can't we can't like relax back onto air, right? Like yeah. if we're yes. doing a trust fall, something needs to catch us and that's the divine masculine and that can be in the form of people on our team, systems, structures, yes. Or or like god, right? It got and sure. god can be in the divine masculine as well, but we can't there there's no like surrendering and relaxing and letting go without there being something that's holding the divine masculine energy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I I actually just described this on a podcast I recorded yesterday, but I think I like to create the visual with the divine masculine and divine feminine of the river flowing and the river banks being the divine yeah. masculine that when when you're in super feminine, divine feminine flow, women and men and anyone who identifies in any particular way can step into any of these energies, just like yes. we can step into wounded feminine and wounded masculine. When we are in that heavy flow, we are cutting into the riverbanks and we are creating new flows into the river and offshoots of the river and that's happening. And then the riverbanks start to build up around you and start to hold the energy that you're doing. And it ebbs and flows in different seasons and different times. And sometimes the banks of the river are holding you in a really steady, slow, lazy river flow. And sometimes the opposite, like I just described, happens. And then you can think of it like scaffolding or structure. But that's you being guided to who needs to step into certain roles, what structures need to get into place so that you can take a step back and surrender and be in flow. That is allowing that to be guided and for you to step into divine masculine versus wounded masculine and build those things so that you can actually go into purpose, go yeah. into flow, go into an intuitive guided place, which we we can't do if we don't have the structure. Yeah. Yeah. I love that analogy. And and I think like we we like both masculine and feminine energy. And I know I was guilty of being so burnt out on the wounded masculine that I really let the pendulum swing far into the feminine. Um mm -hmm. and and so then part of the the journey and the learning for me was actually to own and love the divine masculine energy mm -hmm. again because i was just lumping all of it together and because i had been so burnt out on mostly the overdoing but also the overthinking 
Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and needing to be in control and just having like such a grip on it that it was like, oh, I want nothing to do with that. And mm-hmm. it's been beautiful to come back to a, a more harmonized place. And, you know, before we recorded, we started talking about this new mastermind that I'm launching and um, it's called Fruition. And the sort of tagline or descriptor on it is that it's a divine counsel for ambitious soul-led leaders. And owning the word ambitious and allowing that to be there actually felt like a reclamation. Like our ambition is not a bad thing and it's not a dirty word. And it's like we really get to love the part of us that does know how to just get shit done. And that, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like our inner baddie. Like, yeah, she doesn't need anybody else. Like she knows how to get shit done. But we get to own that and also own the part of us that's wise and taps into this ancient wisdom that's like, ah, but isn't it so much more fun? Doesn't it feel so much more beautiful to do it together and to do it with support and to do it in community? And it's like, oh yeah, that too. Totally. I love that because it's I it's so much of the journey I've experienced too, right? Like I've experienced I experience the one side of being really afraid to go into the feminine flow because I love the ambitious driven side of me. I'm really fucking proud of it. Like I'm really proud of the stuff I've done and the things I've built and the businesses I've created and, and like what I have created alone in all of that. Like I was like raw, raw, badass woman And I was really afraid. I was really afraid. And I had the same experience of the pendulum swinging all the way when I was like shedding this, like the only identity I can be out in the world was a businesswoman. And as I was shedding that and really like embodying the, the flow, I swung the other way. But what I never did, I will say, honestly, I never did was was release the driven, really performance-based, ambitious love because yeah. I knew that was something I I was so proud of that I, I needed to hold. But integrating it, yeah, that's a process. Yeah. Integrating the two sides, that's a process. And it's it's the duality of life. Like yeah. all of these things are always dual. We always have both sides and being able to integrate them into a whole yeah. is a process that really, I think, requires community. It requires other people at different phases. It requires the mentors and someone that is alongside you and someone who's behind you who you can share your wisdom because you deepen into it more. Yeah. There's all of that is it's a part of it. Yeah, I I completely agree. And and I think especially for women that want to enjoy the journey and still care about the destination too, but like allowing ourselves to be surrounded by other women and to receive coaching, to receive mm-hmm. support, to actually like open ourselves up vulnerably and have other women be like, I see you, I love you, I know where you're going. I know you're going to get there. (laughs) I feel so honored that we get to walk side by side. And so much of that is actually just happening energetically. 
you know, we're trying to put words to mm-hmm. it, but so much of it is energetic when you join a, a mastermind or a space like that. And it really makes a tremendous difference. Mm-hmm. It makes a huge difference. Being surrounded in community that is uplifting in that way is, I think it's so rare. I think there's a lot of shift happening. There's a lot of women like us stepping in and desiring to lead. But it's also rare because we are in the middle of a paradigm shift. Yeah, yeah. And so it's amazing that you're creating that. I'm, I am so excited. I want to hear more about it myself. I think it just sounds incredible. So, so good. And we have talked about so much stuff and I know that there are tons of resources that you have out in the world. You have your own podcasts. You're very active on Instagram and on Facebook and really serving with so much value out in the world. Um, And you have a quiz that helps people to understand where their money wounds lie. Um, Where can people find that? Yeah. Thank you so much. So as you said, there, I hang out on Instagram at M Makes Money. I'm on Facebook, Emily June Wilcox. I've got the podcast, which is the M Makes Money show. I do try to put most of my offers and things on my website because I just really believe in transparency and just like letting people yeah. shop and snoop around and like you don't have to DM me for a link. Like you can just go to emilywilcox.com and click on some things and you'll probably find most of what I offer and all the pricing and everything. But the other thing that you can do when you go to emilywilcox.com is at the top, it says, take my money quiz. And I have a money wounds quiz. It's free. It's very short, but potent. And there are six different money wounds and you'll find out which ones you have and like which ones are stronger. And it's really a beautiful invitation into this money healing work. So if you've been listening and you've you've resonated with some of what I've said or what Jamie said about, about you know, our money wounds and what the what the journey has been like to heal them, then that's a beautiful free resource that I'd love to offer. Awesome. So good. So, like just great information there alone. But I I would highly encourage anyone listening that has been resonating at all with any of this to go and just enter into Emily's world in whichever way calls to you because she is is doing life-changing work. And I think that there's so many people out there that can benefit from it. So Thank you. Thank you for your openness. Thank you for your giving and your inspiration and for being a leader to help women really step into their greatness. Mm. You are so welcome. I receive that. And thank you for being an amazing podcast host and asking such great questions and really inviting us into this deep conversation. Yes. Amazing. So for everyone listening, I will make sure that those links are in the show notes so that you can go enter Emily's world. If you haven't already, please subscribe on the platform of your choice. Follow us on Instagram at Inspired Focus Podcast and my personal brand page, which is at 
Jamie Ella O'Connor. That's an O-R at the end. And don't forget that I have my Breathwork membership that has just launched. You can find that at breathwork.inspiredfocus.co. And Flourish Baja is also available to go sign up, flourishbaja.com, which will be a retreat for driven amazing female entrepreneurs wanting to define success on their own terms, May 21st through 26th. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Emily. And I can't wait to be here with you again eventually. Yes. Do you desire to move from burnt out and stressed to inspired and fulfilled without letting go of your ambition and drive? I have got the perfect series for you. My Aligned Impact series carries three tools that are incredible for helping you get centered, aligned, and feel more inspired, less stressed out, and still totally connected to that part of yourself that you love, the ambitious, driven, incredible person that you are. Aligned Impact is for you if you are ambitious, driven, and proud of what you have accomplished and are on the edge of burnout, stress, and anxiety on occasion or very often. You started on this journey for the love of your craft, for the thrill of creation, or maybe to create freedom and flexibility. But somewhere along the way, these feelings shackled you to the tasks that drain your soul. You have so much in your life, and yet you might crave for more impact, freedom, alignment. If you're nodding along with anything I just said, then take the first step towards a transformative journey. Sign up for my free email series today and unlock true potential. Check it out at inspiredfocus.co slash align. That's inspiredfocus.co not.com slash align and grab my free three-part email series with three of the most incredible tools I have ever used in order to help you release stress and get inspired.